Welcome to America's Podcast, The Shameful Dead, your weekly recap and review podcast for AMC's um, Jurassic Park 2 of a TV show. My name is Doug. With me again is Jermaine. Thank you, Jermaine, for doing this so I don't have to do it alone. How you doing? I'm good. I'm excited for this one. Now, Jermaine, you famously don't watch the show anymore, right? Yes, very famous. <laughs> don't, watch, don't watch this at all it's probably a smart move should have made that move uh should have called it before you did uh but (laughs) no i got dibs normally you don't know anything about the episode going in but (laughs) you what did you do did you google search the episode or what did you do today well on my on my feed you know i get news stories that come up and because i randomly look at this show just for you know, some preparation sometimes on my feed. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Stop right there. So you sometimes do show prep and research? No. Maybe what? just to look at the episode name. Uh, okay. Or see what we're on so I can count down till we're done. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, but this story on my feed said one of the most needless episodes in the show's history. And that just piqued my interest because <laughs> 90% of this show is needless. Yeah, <laughs> in its entire existence, and for that to be said out loud, this has this has to be an amazing episode. <laughs> so, in the worst way, I I can see where that reviewer or just that uh, that robot uh, <laughs> that's programmed to write headlines came up and yeah, I didn't read anything other than that headline. So, I I don't understand I why you that. wouldn't click on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tell me more. I can't wait to read this three-page article. <laughs> That's funny. Like, when you think about it, this is why, you never, you know, nobody fills out these, like, customer satisfaction surveys unless they were blown away by the customer service, which happens insignificantly less than people that are just traumatized and want to just rant about how they have a horrible experience. And I imagine that's exactly how they sell these articles you know, you got to get clicks, I guess. So you got to either tell people it was the best shit in the world or the worst thing you've ever seen. It's a life we and we're on that second one. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I would argue, though, uh, this, get, make no mistake, this was a bad episode. But it wasn't as bad, in my opinion, as the one that was uh, two episodes again with Carol and Daryl. I think the difference is we know and we like those characters. Um, and this episode is all about Princess. And when I say all about Princess, it's Yay. another one of those episodes that it seemed like it was done during the pandemic where there's like one person on screen for the, for like, I don't know, 40 minutes of the 45 minute runtime. So before it started, is it bad to learn more about a new character? No, it's not bad to learn more about a new character. I would say that. You have to give us something else. Like, that person's backstory has to be so intriguing. Like, remember the governor's, like, that's the guy's name with the eye patch. He had his yeah. uh, dead daughter in the closet. Uh, 
the governor's backstory was fun because we already kind of knew that character, and but he was mysterious to us, and his backstory was kind of compelling. I don't know, right? Yeah. Uh, plus, For sure. yeah, I, and I, it may have been an entirely governor-focused episode, but I doubt it. Um, so I would say the misstep here is yes, it's a new character that we don't we haven't formed any kind of a real emotional bond to. Uh, plus, they paired it with. She's like one of only she appears on the screen for like and only her I'm gonna say yeah, like I said, like seventy five to eighty percent of the show is just her. Like a one man show. It's like Princess Live, myself. <laughs> She's like the Bill Cosby. <laughs> she live streaming. Yeah. It's just it's just her with a mic. It's talking about like But Dad, I'm Jesus Christ. Um I'm all in. Let's go. Okay. So so get, this is what happens. All right. So let me give you the rundown. So we pick up Smash Cut. Back Wait, to what's the name? Did the we name, get the name oh, of the episode? Uh, yeah, Splinter, which... Uh, it know, better be Ninja Turtles in this or I'm out. I would hope so. There is a rat. Um, no. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's dumb. It's, it's one of these things where, you know, she gets a Splinter at one point and it's supposed to mean more about, you know... I guess old wounds oh, or things, you know, things that are just aggravate you. I don't know, trauma. Who gives a shit? So basically, uh, we're talking about princess. <laughs> so this That's is a story. Yeah, this is a story all about how her life got flipped, turned upside down. It might take a minute to sit right there. I got to tell you about the princess of West Virginia. Um, so it's a smash <laughs> cut. We start off with, uh, I think. You, I'll refresh your memory because you haven't seen the show in like a year or two years now because this is year three of this sh- fucking season. Um, so uh, Eugene had an internet girlfriend he met on the ham radio, and she's like, come to Charleston and meet our community. Um, and he goes, and he brings Ezekiel, who has a football in his neck and dying of cancer of some sort, uh, Yumiko, and they meet Princess, who's, you know, She's just crazy and uh, flamboyant and kind of annoying just from the get go. <laughs> you know, just somebody you don't want to spend an entire sixty minutes. Did she have like Gatling gun or something like that? I think so. She had like a big assault like cartoonish? rifle. Cartoonish, yeah, cartoonishly. Yeah, okay. And she had uh, goggles on, like she's an aviator or something, and a pink and like a boa or something. Yeah, pink boa, something like that. Yeah, Liza Minnelli right. looking Lucille, Lucille too. Um, sure. <laughs> so, uh, so they were on their way to meet, uh, Eugene's, um, internet girlfriend. They get, uh, ambushed by a bunch of dudes who look like, you know, the first order cosplay, like the worst kind, like these dude in like plastic armor with weird, um, ambiguous guns. And that was like a cliffhanger for, I guess, <laughs> the season finale or the preseason finale. This was only, and somebody, I've read this too today doing research. This is only five episodes ago. And yet in our time, <laughs> it's over a year. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> in, in normal progression over a year ago, they had this cliffhanger quote unquote. Five episodes ago. Five right. episodes again. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so we pick up right there. They're, um, They've got him surrounded, and I think Yumiko runs away or tries to fight with one of the guys and just gets a the butt of an assault rifle right to the head, and she gets knocked out. And they drag him into like what are essentially like uh, 
cattle cars, I guess, like wooden slats. You can see light coming through them, uh, and they're all separated. So, but we only see it from Princess's point of view. So Ezekiel's not there, Eugene's not there, Yumiko's not there. So uh, okay, Princess is in a box. Cool. She's like <laughs> nobody she's, puts princess in a box. <laughs> that's right. Nobody put princess in a corner of the box. And uh, she's like, "Ah, you motherfuckers!" Or didn't say motherfuckers because empty. But she said, "Let me out. What the hell's going on? What are you doing?" And then eventually she hears Yumiko's voice uh, through the slats in the wood, and she's uh, talking to her, and she's like, "Stay with me," because I guess Yumiko got you know hit in fucking head with uh, the butt of a rifle, so I guess it hurts. And she's talking to her, and Yumiko's, I don't even know what the conversation's about. It's the boring, but it's weird, because they never show Yumiko, or Yumiko, I don't know. They never show her. It's just all she from... She probably Skyped in for the episode. Right. She's like, uh, I'm not going down to Georgia right now. Those people don't, <laughs> don't wear masks at Kroger. Fuck that. <laughs> um, so... It's just from her perspective, and she's talking to her, and she's picking out a hole in the wooden slats, and eventually she gets a splinter from it later, which I guess is part of the... Oh, no. Uh, But we get some of her backstory. She's basically traveled all over the United States to all the different... She starts mentioning with a a thick Hispanic accent, like Charleston and and, uh, Cleveland, and uh, she just mentions all these... Cities that she's been to, she tells one story about how her stepdad um, hit her for no good reason. I don't remember the backstory because it was boring, and it's always uh, clumsy to try to represent people with trauma in, in uh, you know a zombie TV show. Um, so pre zombie or during post or during zombie? Uh, there's no zombies at all. So once again, this <laughs> no. I'm saying what the the, the stepdad. Oh, yeah, this was when she was a kid, or whatever, pre-zombie. Okay. Um, Got it. So, uh, at at one point, Yumiko just passes out, we can't hear anymore, Um, and I guess she doesn't want her to pass out, I don't know why, maybe it's the concussion thing, you shouldn't go to bed after getting hit in the head, Um, who knows. But, like, the next day she finds, like, there's a weird, like, patch in the wall during the daytime she can see now. Uh, in her cattle car, and she can pry the pry this patch in the wall out. So she's got an escape route, and she tries to escape. And the next cattle car is Eugene saying, "What the fuck are you doing? Just get back in there. These people are just testing us. We need this for our community. These guys are good." What? She's like, "I don't know. They hit what's her face in the head." And he's like, "She was trying to escape. Don't fuck this up for us." And plus, Eugene just wants to get laid. You know what I mean? So Eugene's talking from in his cattle car to Princess. <laughs> Okay. And he convinces her. She sees like guards doing like patrol and she gets back in her little hidey hole and puts her, uh, whatever, little patchwork <laughs> back in Eugene's, the wall. You, Eugene's idea is this is good for us. Yeah. He's like, don't, don't fuck it up for us. This is, we're in a good spot. They're putting us in cages just to, you know, it's like if you come to, it's like if you come to America as a refugee, he's just like, they're just going to put you in cages for a little bit. They're just testing you. Just a little bit. Yeah. No big deal. NBD. Um, So, uh, so yeah. The um, She gets back in. She gets back in for some goddamn reason. It's like, I don't want to fuck it up. And then as soon as she gets back in, like, they knock on her door and they're like, we need to see you. And she goes, gets interrogated. And she's being um, incredibly obstinate. Like, they're just asking her simple questions like, 
what's your name? Where are you from? Where were you when the fall happened? Like, not like, who's your group? How many people are there? Do you guys have a lot of candy? Like, <laughs> there's no, like, the questions are very, I don't know, innocent, and she's just not answering anything she's asking about Yumiko, whether she had any friends. And she's getting interrogated just in a room with, like, one other actor who, who looks like, you know, uh, he, he just looks like a random middle-aged guy, kind of like a Star Wars, you know, because they all look like stormtroopers. Like a yeah. Star Wars kind of, like... He's not British. Is he wearing he, the armor? Yeah, he's wearing the armor, but he's got his helmet off. And he's just asking okay. the questions. And he's like, okay, we tried. And at some point, he hits her, too. Um, <laughs> yeah. He calls her a bitch or something. Um, oh, totally uncalled for, but it's just more like, uh, you know, trying to echo back to her stepfather hitting her around or whatever. Uh, so they put her back uh, in the, the cattle car and it's like, you blew it or whatever. <laughs> they said something like that. <laughs> Like, this is some kind of weird test. Like, she's uh, Job, and God's like, I'm going to kill your son. You're going to be cool with it, right? I don't know. It's dumb. Uh, she goes back to the cattle car, and she's being a good um, girl, and then all of a sudden, Ezekiel pops in. He's like, ha, surprise, motherfucker, while, like, a guard comes to bring her food, and he knocks the guard out, and Ezekiel's like, no, fuck these people. And she's like, no, you got to go back to your thing. You don't want to fuck it up. So she's echoing what Eugene told her. And, oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah. And, um, you know. Tell me he doesn't listen. Yeah, No, he doesn't. And the guard wakes up and he beats the shit out of him and almost kills him and is strangling him. And uh, Who? Ezekiel? Yeah. And um, in between all this, there's like there's like moments where she's just alone and she's like, hitting herself in the head or like uh naming the random city she's lived in basically just disp- displaying you know mental ill illness uh, uh i guess behaviors um and at some point she decides to like i, I it all gets fuzzy to me cuz it once again I wasn't well invested in the show but the big takeaway is um she grabs the guy's gun and goes out the hidey hole and is about to leave and just peace out. She's like, fuck these people. I just met them a couple days ago. Meanwhile, in our timeline, it's a year and a half ago. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. So she's been in the All she's right. been on the show for a year and a half. Uh but to her life, she's like, I just met these guys three days ago. Uh I don't need them. And uh she sees uh Ezekiel like standing with two zombies, saying, Fuck these people, get out of here. And then you know that, okay, well, she's just kind of dreaming up Ezekiel, and then, uh, you know, it, it becomes clear that she's dreamed up everybody else. She goes back to her cattle car, and she herself is the one that beat the ever-loving shit out of the, the guard that came, her, came to give her food. Okay? So, it's kind of mm. like the sixth sense only, who gives a shit? Um, yeah, who gives a shit about the sixth sense? But, um, so she's just thinking about all... So she never really had any conversations with Yumiko or Ezekiel or Eugene. It's just all her arguing with herself. Anyway, the guard wakes up. She has a conversation with him, and she starts asking him a whole bunch of questions at gunpoint. He's like, listen, this is just what we do. We have to ask you questions. It's just protocol. And he's like, uh, you know, this is a pain in the ass. I've got to file paperwork. And, um, you know... <laughs> Essentially, like, oh man, <laughs> he's like, God damn it, I'm supposed to be off. I'm not even supposed to be in work today. I'm, to be. <laughs> he's just like the guy from Clerks. He's just like, I'm supposed Did to you have file my your day TPS off. report. Yeah, exactly. 
this is just a job for him, and he's giving her the woe is me thing, and she's like, okay, I'll go talk to your commander. And he he's and she's like, you you sure this is cool? And he's like, yeah, I'll I'll own up to it. It's no big deal. They don't pay me enough or whatever. I'm such a low man. I'm told on the bowl doesn't fucking matter. So she gives him the gun. She's like, okay, let's go see. She's like, when can <laughs> we see my friends? Okay, we'll go there now. And they open the Calicar door, and outside the door is more guards with Ezekiel, Eugene, and Yumiko, and they're all covered with a black hood and tied up. And she's like, what the fuck? And then she gets put a back black bag over her head and then just fade to black. Okay. So you're like, oh, so she trusted the guard and the guard double-crossed her. Maybe this is a terrible place. And yes, this is a very unnecessary episode <laughs> in a series of very unnecessary episodes. Why do they even need to come back? And uh, why are we here for four weeks? Like, what's happening right now? Is that the end? That's it. That was it? Yeah, nothing happens. Except we learn more about this new character that uh, is already pretty annoying, borderline uh, unwatchable. So it was an episode about a crazy lady doing crazy stuff. Yep. And it started essentially the way it ended with them captured. Yeah. So, right. Nothing has changed. Exactly. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) You are absolutely correct. So, like, Story writing 101, and I'm a, a professor in it. Um, you take a character, and there's some kind of, they go on a journey, and they're changed by their experience, right? They go into conflict. Something changes. Nothing changed. <laughs> Absolutely nothing changed. She started, <laughs> she was uh, held captive, and now she's held captive again. But once again, uh, I guess we enjoyed the ride, quote unquote. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Did you? No, this is pretty unnecessary stuff. <laughs> like I Would said, you say it was one of the most needless episodes in the show's <laughs> history? That's that's hard. That's like saying this is the prettiest snowflake in a blizzard. I don't know because there's been a lot <laughs> of shit like this. Um, but I, I would say to that person's point, as I said before, I think what makes this worse is we're getting a backstory about a character we don't have a lot of emotional attachment to. So... um. And they don't, and it's the only thing going on. It's the only game in town. There's Did the no, backstory satisfy you at all? No. And it wasn't enough of a backstory because we don't, we get a little bit of backstory and it's mostly her, uh, I guess we're to extrapolate about how crazy she is now is how crazy she's been for a long time. And she's but we talking, don't know if she's been to any of those cities. We don't know anything. Okay. We, it's one of those things where, you know. Uh, maybe she was born with a mental illness and it's, you know, real. Uh, maybe she just got beat on, uh, and then that resulted in her mental illness. Maybe she went to drugs. We have no idea what really happened to her. Um, but once again, we don't, what's the investment? We don't care. Like what? uh, She's a person. She's a human being. Technically. I mean, she's a character in a show for Christ's sake. They want us to think she's a human being. She's not. Um, and they didn't do a good job of setting her up as a human being. Uh, I don't know. Because of poor writing, I, I think the actor does a great job. Uh, I, you know, she's not, and that's what I mean when she's not, un, like, in, intolerable. She, you can watch this. She's not 100% annoying. And she could easily be 100%. She's like 85% annoying. Um, okay. That's just me. 
But yeah, going back to my point where I'm asking you and I'm asking myself, why did why did they need to come back for these four episodes? Like, why are they doing this to us? Like, why did they not just say, okay, that's... Because remember they came back for that one episode that we reviewed? Remember Johnny T was there and it was last fall after taking the six months hiatus for the pandemic? Remember that? Yeah, they always do like eight episodes that move something forward and then just a one-off mm-hmm. that does nothing. And they all, they've been mixing that in for probably three years, maybe even longer. I don't remember anymore, but there are always ones. And out of one out of 10 or 15 is good. All the others are just like, why? I, I'm just asking you like, it's just, it feels like filler. They have like an, an 18 episode season when you only need 10. But that's the thing is, I think they've, they've been like 16. I thought and it was eight and eight. Um, and they almost got through a season and they shut everything down one episode to go. And then they came back for that season finale. And then they're giving us this. And I don't understand why they're giving us this. If they've already had the season 10 quote unquote finale and this is just, they're continuing season 10. The only thing is, I think they were supposed to do two seasons after this, and I think they're only doing one after this now. Uh, so I guess if this is like a another season, I, I don't know. I don't understand what's going on. I did like last episode. I thought that was fun, but they need to push something forward. Like, Because <laughs> in theory, I think the show's going off the air again until the next season whatever the fuck the word season means now uh after next week so oh, this was the penultimate episode i believe so go ahead and uh vamp for a little bit i'll i'll double check that how are the lightning doing Oh, they're great. Okay, we got two more episodes after this. All right, there's five episodes, so two more. Uh, I did did watch the previews for the next episode, and they had to do with uh, Carl, or not Carl, uh, (laughs) Daryl and Carol. Another of them? Yeah. Did we give give them a break for Pandemic? And doing what they no. were able to do. No, okay. Absolutely not. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> because a lot of people in this, <laughs> I know people who have businesses that were just crippled by this and were uh, smart enough. They had, and you know, they've what they call pivot when you change your business model. Um, and I guess The Walking Dead has not. Looking at the numbers for this show, uh, they haven't been released, but. Even at the beginning of this quote-unquote season, uh, that was, you know, 2019 when it started, approximately 4 million U.S. viewers. It's been a slow and steady decline, and last week's episode, which I said was one of the better ones, 2.17 million. Yeah, it's going going down fast. It's going, it's going down in flames. But once again, like they strung it out too long. They strung it out too long. They kept, I I don't know. They, they put they, trash out there. They put trash out there. They started five other Walking Dead shows, which I imagine they're not doing well. I mean, I don't. 
I don't know anybody's. I mean, no one's watching this fucking show. I don't know if people want more of this shit. I refuse to watch those after this one. I was <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not doing another one. I think I, I can't start, even get through this one. I started watching was a Fear of the Walking Dead, whatever the first spinoff was. I watched the first yeah. two or three episodes of that, and like, uh, you know, I didn't, I couldn't identify with any of the characters, and I just stopped. But whatever, I guess we're gonna, they're gonna keep turning this shit up, and still, still. No AMC premiere. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I had to they watch need this that with, money. with commercials. I had to watch this. They need that money to bring up the uh, quality of the show. I guess so. Yeah, I, I, who's who's getting AMC premiere? I have no idea. All right, well, um, thanks for uh, joining me this week. Uh, next week, I thanks will be... Thanks for reiterating my desire to not watch this show. <laughs> yep, and I have... There are no hard feelings at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh next week I will be on location um and uh I will maybe get Brian in. I'll see if I can work you into the call, but it's going to be a complete mobile situation next week. Um so we'll see if you can get you, uh, get you on with uh Brian from Ashamed of Thrones. It's exciting, right? Boo. Boo. Okay. Well, I'm sure he feels the same way about you. We Fine. shall see. He'll be the princess of the show. He will. <laughs> uh, hopefully next week's episode is not one of the most uh, needless episodes in the show's history. Um, and we can get back on track. Not hold my breath, though. So, All right. Uh, I guess we're out of here. Jermaine, you have anything for the folks? I do not. Stop watching this show. <laughs> but listen to this podcast and, and go to our sponsors <laughs> if we had them. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, this is just some sixth sense of obligation now. All right, boys and girls, see you next week. Next Tuesday. Yeah. See ya. Bye. Good night.